Welcome to the I Hope They Hear This podcast, and today I hope my younger self hears this. Hey guys, welcome to the I Hope They Hear This podcast. And being that the intended audience, the hopeful audience for today is my former self, my younger self, I think I am hoping against reality. But who knows? Time travel might be a thing that we are unaware of because. There are people tra- traveling to this time from the future. Maybe we don't know because they don't want to mess up the timeline. Who knows? But I don't think today is really just about me wanting to talk to myself when I was younger. It's more about documenting the things I've learned along the way. Because as a person, I feel like I've grown, not just in terms of age. I'm not just talking about the decay of my body. Getting older and nearing death. But what I'm talking about is all the changes that I've experienced and gone through. And I think it's important to, to, to sorry. I think it's important to note these things because I think a clear roadmap of where you've come from, what turns you what turns you've taken in the past will give you more visibility to your future projection. In terms of where you're going, where you're headed, and should inform any sort of course correction that you need to make. So the three things I want to talk about uh, in summary are first, I wish I can tell my younger self not to be afraid of new experiences. Number two, to seek out more failures. And number three, love because love is not something you can save. Let me break those down a little bit. I'm starting with the first one. I think as a child, well, I am still a awkward introvert. I'm pretty shy. I don't really like new, doing new things. I am a terribly serious homebody. And I don't really like new experiences, doing new things. If I tell my wife that I want to eat out, I can tell her the restaurant and she'll know exactly what meal I want from that restaurant. On the other hand, my wife always tries out new things, even if it's at the same restaurant, just because she wants to experience new things. I am the complete opposite of that. I'll, I can tell her, if she tells me, hey, I'm going to pick up dinner on the way home. What do you want? I can tell her McDonald's, and I don't have to tell her anything further than that. And she'll know exactly to get me chicken nuggets with barbecue sauce and Sprite. If I tell her I want Saxby's, she'll know that I want Cooking chicken sandwich meal with cherry fanta. So there, I'm very set in my ways and very prone to doing things that I'm used to and not experiencing new things. Now that I, this was very severe when I was younger. I remember as a middle schooler, elementary school kid, sometimes I would cry about having to go out and eat dinner. I, I don't know what that was about, but my parents had a really hard time with me because I just wanted to stay home. When they said things like, we're going to go on vacation, we're going to go out and stay at hotels for a couple of days, I would be very bummed out and I would say, oh, that's going to be the worst. Now that I'm older, I've broken out of that shell a little bit. I am a little less severely shy. I am 
a little bit more open to experiencing new things. And I definitely see the benefits of new experiences. And again, I need to clarify here. I'm not talking about experiences just for the sake of taking Instagram pictures and showing it off to friends saying, oh, I did this or I did that. I'm talking about experience for experience sake. Because I think new and different experiences open your eyes to new sets of perspectives. If you're too set in your ways, if you have too too severe of a routine, I think your perspective will be very linear and singular. But when you go out and experience new things, whatever it may be, there's potential to gain new perspectives. And I think I think that's very important. For example, when I was in middle school, high school, I don't think I would ever have imagined that I would go on mission trips, but I've gone to several as an adult. I've been to Haiti and I've been to Tanzania. I've been to Haiti twice, actually. And I've been to Tanzania each time a week. Was, oh, I spent around a week, week or so. Um, so it wasn't an extended stay, but it was long enough to kind of observe the culture, kind of observe how people lived there. And obviously, as mission teams, we went to the more impoverished areas of both of these countries. Not that there are that many super affluent areas there. I mean, there are. There are cities. There are buildings and things like that. But um, the countries themselves aren't super wealthy. And what I learned from these experiences is it's interesting because I, th- I think the first few times I went to Haiti, I thought the lesson to be learned was be thankful for what you have. It was very much a perspective of, wow, these people have nothing. I have so much more. Let me be thankful. And I thought that was the lesson. The older I got and the more I experienced these mission trips, the newer and I feel like truer lesson that I learned is, wow, these people are so happy despite the fact that they don't have as much as I do. And that got me thinking about how much really is the material possessions tied to one's happiness. And I I know this seems like such an obvious thing. I've read about it. I've been taught all these things through, you know, all the cartoon shows and all the movies that I've seen because it's, it's a very common lesson that people talk about, right? Money doesn't buy you happiness. It's a very common statement that a lot of people say and a lot of older people try to tell younger people. But until I actually experienced it, I don't think I really understood what it meant. Either that or I just outright didn't believe it because I thought my experience was, oh, more money means I can do more things I want and therefore more happiness. But the experience of going to countries where people have less has led me to question who is really more better off. Is it really... Am I more better off than these people or are they better off than me? Because they seem to be, they seem to have no trouble being happy despite, and I'm probably not even exaggerating. I probably make maybe like a thousand, a hundred or a thousand times more money than they do, but their level of happiness exceeds my own. So this gives me a different way to think about the sacrifices I make at work, right? 
the sacrifices I, I make in the, my home life for work. And as an older person, I've been working for nine years. I know I know there are people much older than, older than me telling me that that's nothing, but in my eight to nine years of working, I feel like if you're not happy at home, all the sacrifice and things that you do at work might not really mean anything one day. And yeah, that kind of perspective, that kind of thought process, I don't think I would have gained by staying home all the time. I'm thankful for the experience of being able to go out of my comfort zone to a different country and observing different things to understand this. And again, I, I knew it as a part of I knew it in, in terms of head knowledge. I knew that people said it all the time. I knew that it is a lesson out there for me to learn one day, but it didn't really translate into, into the heart, into the heart understanding. And I don't know that I completely grasp it yet because I still do work a lot of long hours sometimes I still do want more money if I'm being really honest I, I still do care about the type of lifestyle I provide for my family so I don't know that I completely understand it right but I feel I've made a step towards understanding it better and again I, I don't know that I would have learned it if I didn't visit this country and it doesn't have to be anything this profound I think experiences can just teach you even simple things. If I was not a Korean American, I probably wouldn't know how to properly behave at Korean barbecue restaurants. I think that's something that some Caucasians might be a little less educated on. It probably doesn't really matter, but there are ways to get better service in Korean restaurants. I don't know if you guys know this. But if you're, first of all, if you are Korean, they're going to give you better service just because there's that kind of tribalism. And I don't know, that's probably not fair, but it's, it's just a reality of it. But if you're a Caucasian, if you're a white American or any other race for that matter, if you know to be respectful, if you know how to behave in terms of Korean culture and the very hierarchical system and elder respect honoring elder honoring kind of system that we, we have if you know how to behave within those parameters and compounds i'm sure that people the korean waitresses uh, and servers will be very impressed and more likely to give you better service so that's that's just a tip that's just a tip from a korean guy but that isn't perspective that I understand from my experience in being Korean-American. Now, if I were to go to some country like Germany or Brazil, I don't know, any of the other numerous countries I've never been to, I probably won't know how to behave properly because I don't understand their culture and I don't have that perspective because I haven't experienced it. And me going to those countries and me observing the way that they behave, I might actually take it the wrong way. I might think these people are terrible because I don't understand the perspective. And my understanding, my lack of understanding of these cultures and of these people might be to my detriment because 
I don't have the full picture. And I feel like any sort of understanding born out of ignorance is really only detrimental to the person that has that understanding. I don't know that it ever is a beneficial situation. So, yeah, if I could talk to my younger self, I would say go out and experience the world because staying at home by yourself won't really teach you new perspectives, new things. The second thing I want to talk, I want to tell my younger self is seek out more failures. I think it's related to my personality. I think it's related to the fact that I am very closed off and shy and afraid of being judged. I never really sought to do things that I knew I would fail at. As a child, I had a lot of opportunities to play sports and things like that, but I never did. My brother was very much into sports. He played in a lot of children's leagues and things like that. He was very into baseball, like basketball, football. But I never really put myself out there because I was always scrawnier. I didn't really eat much as a child. I don't really eat healthy even now, but I never really ate things I didn't want to eat when I was a kid. And in very few quantities too. So I never was a very big person. I'm not very big now either. Although I am developing, cultivating a dad bod in preparation for my daughter. But besides that, I'm still kind of a smaller guy. And because of that, I knew I would not be good at sports. And the few experiences that I did have with sports confirmed my theory and my fears. So I never really got into sports. But I wish I was a little bit more wanting of failure. That I not desired failure, but wasn't afraid of it. Because I think failure is what helps you learn. It's kind of related to the first point in that new experiences give you new perspectives. But new failures, I believe, is the first step to new learnings, new skills. Failing is how you learn, I think. No one's... There are, there are, of course, exceptions to everything, but generally speaking, I don't think there's anyone who's born being very good at one thing. And because I was so afraid of failure, I really only kept to doing the things that I thought I was pretty decent at. A lot of times, things that I was interested in, I would have to do alone in secret and cultivate a certain level of skill before going out into the world and doing it. For example, I was very interested in art when I was younger, so I used to draw a lot. It kind of came naturally to me and I never really showed it off until I felt like I got to a point that it was worthy of showing other people. So I, I did get into art a little bit because of that, but I think there are a lot of things that I could have learned how to do, a lot of things I could have, a lot of different skills I could have cultivated if my fear of failing wasn't so crippling. I don't know if you guys agree with that or not, but for my personal personality type, definitely, 
the fear of failure, overcoming the fear of failure and embracing it even, I think would have been really good for me. That, that is something I'm trying to do now with this podcast, for example. I never really thought that I was a smart guy. I thought that I, I knew I liked talking. I knew I liked sharing my opinions, but I didn't want to fail at it. It's weird, right? Because you can't really fail at giving other people your opinion. But to me, failing at giving one's opinion meant that whoever was listening didn't agree with me. But I, I think I'm fairly open to people disagreeing with me now. I embrace it. When people tell me they don't agree with me, I take it as a learning opportunity and ask them to tell me what they felt like they disagreed with. And I'm really open to changing my mind about certain subjects because, hey, I don't know everything. So that's how I am learning to be less fearful of failure. And yeah, I think it's good for me. I feel like I've been learning a lot. I've been talking to a lot of people about things I wouldn't have talked to them about if I didn't do the podcast. So I'm thankful for that. And even my speech, I think I'm more mindful of the way that I talk, the way that I convey my ideas. So I think all these things combined, it's, it's making me develop this skill of conveying my thoughts and communicating it to other people. So... But it, it can only do so much, right? Because I am 31 years old. I am getting old. So I don't really pick up skills as easily as I used to before. But if, if the fear of failure wasn't so prevalent in my life when I was younger, I think I could have picked up a lot more, a lot more skills. And that is one thing I do regret. My third, the third thing that I want to talk to my, sorry, the third thing that I want to tell my younger self is love fully, fully, love to the fullest. And I think that I didn't really do this because I thought loving people, there was a specific time and moment to do the thing, to do those things. To the there were, sorry guys, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this right now. I came back from watching Avengers Endgame. An hour ago, this is Friday night. It's almost 12 a.m. I want to keep to my commitment of releasing a podcast episode every Saturday morning, so I'm doing this. So my, I can feel my mouth getting tired and not moving the way I want it to, not saying the things correctly. That's why I'm getting tongue twisted a lot right now. So please uh, forgive me, and I hope that you can overlook this just for, just for this episode. In exchange for that, I promise not to spoil Endgame. In this episode. Alright, so anyways, the third thing I want to tell my younger self is to love fully because saving love is not beneficial. There is no such thing as an appropriate time to love. And what I'm talking about is, I, I don't know if this is very common. This might be only specific to me. But the way that I love my parents now and the way that I love them when I was in high school is very different because I felt like the way that I could honor them and love them was by becoming successful in terms of wealth. So when I didn't have those things, I felt that the way to love them was to work on getting those things, AKA school or 
aka other things that I thought would help develop the skill to become successful and wealthy one day. So the way that I convey love to them back then was very callous and very cold because I almost felt like I was unworthy of showing them love. And it's just a ridiculous statement. It's, it's a ridiculous thought now that I'm thinking about it now and now that I'm saying it out loud. But there was something in me where I just thought it wasn't appropriate for me to love them at, the, at that particular time. Even with friends. I found myself thinking, maybe I don't, I'm not cool enough to love these people. And of course, there are wrong ways of expressing love. If you, I don't know, make you, maybe you're very creepy about it, make people feel uncomfortable. Yeah, that's bad. But even just the simplest forms of love, conveying kindness, just saying nice things, the, the things that aren't really, that can't be taken in, in negative ways, those simple things that everyone appreciates no matter what, I I used to think that it wasn't proper to convey those things sometimes. And to be honest, I feel like I've missed out on opportunity to love people fully because there are there are people who've passed away. It's, it's a sad reality, but some people's lives end much too young. And if you when you miss the opportunity to love them and they pass away, there's really no going back. Reconciling relationships is easy with people who are still alive, but I don't know that it's possible with people who are who've passed on, at least in this life. So when you have the opportunity, when you have the viability to love, love people now. Love fully. And it's this mentality that I have that I think is really helpful for my marriage because I often find myself thinking maybe I... Because communication is key in a relationship, right? And if you communicate that you are too busy, that the person you're loving is second priority by ignoring them to do other things, that's not loving fully. And I feel I've had opportunities to do that at certain points of my marriage. There are times where I'm so busy that I could easily have brushed my wife off and said, oh, don't talk to me right now, or things of that nature but i always make an oppor- uh, i always make a concerted effort to not do that i make a conscious decision to say i'm going to express my love to my wife whenever i can and it's because i just don't want to regret it i don't ever want to have an opportunity to regret it is who no one really knows. I, I might pass on and as a dead person in heaven or something, I might I might find myself thinking, man, I wish I could have loved my wife more when I was on earth. I think love is paramount. I think if people loved each other genuinely and everyone loved others 
genuinely, it will solve. It will solve all the crime. It would solve all the corruption, all the conflicts, all the negative problems that we are having in our society today. Would be solved. I wholeheartedly believe this. And unexpressed love, I think, is the same thing as the absence of love. Because if you can't express it, if you don't express it, then how is that person to receive love, right? So, yeah, when you can love as much as you can, love, I think, only brings about positive things. It only brings about positivity. It only benefits society. As long as, again, it's not a creepy love. As long as it's not illegal love, like pedophilia, things like that. Sorry, that took a weird turn. But yeah, just genuine love from the heart toward other people. It's hard. It's hard to love people that you don't know. It's hard to love people that you don't like. But as long as you have people that you do love, make sure you express it. And you know, work on loving other people. Work on loving people that you don't like too, because that's also important. But baby steps, right? So, yeah. So, young David, if you've stumbled across this audio file somehow through time travel or something, just know that you should not be afraid of new experiences, which will lead to newer perspectives and a broadened worldview. You should seek out failure. Because it'll help you cultivate new skills that you wouldn't otherwise have, and you should love fully because love is not a zero-sum game. Saving love for yourself or saving love for other people is is not a thing. Love should overflow from your heart always. All right, guys. So thank you so much for listening to this episode. That is what. Oh, actually, a few important things that I do want to leave. For my younger self, just on the off chance that somehow this travel, th- time travel thing works. Bitcoin tops off at around twenty thousand in December two thousand seventeen. Google, Amazon, these companies will probably take over the world. And despite the huge point deficit, New Eng- the New England Patriots beat the Atlanta Falcons in the two thousand seventeen Super Bowl. These facts are just there for you, in case you you want to develop a rainy day fund. I don't know; it could be helpful for you. Yeah. So thank you for listening to today's episode. If you are a younger person and you have the same kind of issues that I had when I was younger, please take to heart some of the things I've said. If you are an older person and you don't agree with any of the things I say, then please let me know as well. If you do agree with some of the things I say, please let me know as well as well. And I do want to give a shout out to someone I met this past weekend on Sunday, Hyun. If you are listening, hello. It's very nice meeting you. Thank you for approaching me and talking to me about this podcast. And for sure, let's set up that that coffee. I do want to talk to you more. And yeah, this is just a way to way for me to say. If you are in, if you are local to the Swanee, Alpharetta, Duluth area, and you do want to meet me in person, I am down for that. I do want to meet listeners. I do. I would. I think I would enjoy talking to you guys, even if you disagree with the majority of the things I say. I would enjoy that that conversation. 
I want to know, like I always say in almost every single episode, I want to know if I am saying things that are very crazy, if I am saying things that are, are factually incorrect, and if my philosophies and thought process are insane. I want to know these things. And speaking of local to Atlanta, if you are in the Decatur area on May 4th, I believe the time is from 10.30 a.m. to 2 p.m., come out to Sarah Donuts because my wife will be there with soft tea because, you know, I got to always plug that soft tea. I will be there as well. And if you want to meet us, well, yeah, you, you know what? I'm going to. I'm going to take back what I said in a previous episode. If you want to meet us, I am open to meeting you. But more so than that, come for the bubble tea because the bubble tea is really good. It's going to be mostly just matcha drinks this time. But those are the most Instagram-friendly um, drinks. So come out for that. And Sarah Donuts, I have a, there, there are a few Sarah Donuts around my local area in in Johns Creek. And it's always really good. So... Donuts are really fresh. If you're an Emory student especially, take a break from your final studying. And yeah, come out to Sarah Donuts. Enjoy some donuts and soft tea, bubble tea. The last thing I want to say is, again, I mentioned that in the middle. The, the reason why I sound tired is because I am. I came back from a two-day business trip yesterday. Had to drive a lot. Watched... And Avengers Endgame today. I'm not going to give anything away by saying whether I liked it or not. But the one thing I will say is you definitely should watch it before too much information about it comes out into the mainstream. Because there are already a lot of, a ton of articles written and a ton of things that are out about it now. So, yeah, don't just watch it while it's fresh. So make it a point to go out and watch it, especially if you've been invested in this whole MCU thing for the last 10 years. Well, I probably don't even have to tell you to go watch it, but yeah, if you're thinking that you should watch it a few weeks from now or something like that, I don't know. I just recommend you watch it while it's fresh because it's the, the whatever information you know, I think will take away from whatever emotional response that you'll have, whether it's good or bad. So yeah, that is all I will say. And yeah, I think that's it. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for bearing with me. And I will talk to you guys next week. Bye.